remember the first time you lifted your hands in church in praise to the Lord? Maybe it was kind of like this. Or maybe you did it in your heart. Eventually, it came up here, half-mast, and, and kind of here. and Eventually, you grow into this. And I just want to encourage you to stretch yourself this morning at the conclusion of our worship and just, just lift your hands up as high as you can and it be re- meaning. Lord, we just honor you today by raising our hands to you because you are worthy. Lord, of all the things that we lift our hands to, you're the one most worthy. Lord, we raise our hand to greet people. We raise our hand to salute We raise our hands to sway to music. We raise our hands to surrender. Lord, today we want to honor you. We want to salute you. We want to surrender to you. We want to praise you. We want to express to you with our bodies that we are totally dependent upon you, Father. Like a child raising his hands to his mama or daddy, we raise our hands to you and say, Lord, our help comes from you. I lift up my hands, we lift up our hands, I lift up, I lift up my hands, I lift up my hands, one more time, I lift up my Lord, I pray that you just fill us with your spirit as we open ourselves up to you, Lord. Empower us to live lives of lifted hands in Jesus' name. Maybe we're ironing or working or mowing the lawn or at the computer, Lord, but may our hearts be hearts that where our hearts and our hands are continually lifted up to you, Lord, to give you the honor that you are worthy of. Thank you so much. Lord, we praise you. Hallelujah. We praise you. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. God is not a man. God is not a white man God is not a man sitting on a cloud God cannot be bought God will not be boxing God will not be owned by religion But God is love God is love
For God so loved the world, let's all say the world, that He gave His only Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not have to perish but can have everlasting life. You're not too far gone. God loves you. And He gave His Son for you. Yes, but I used to follow Him and now I don't. He gave His Son for you. So you can. Amen. Ephesians chapter 4. Have you found it? Let's... um, Let's begin at the end of chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. Oh, there we are in the Bible. Forever and ever. Amen. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Can we say in love? love. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. So we are called to unity, amen? But we're also called to diversity. Look at verse 7. But to each of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And so we've all been saved by grace, but that grace has enabled us to receive His calling for each of our lives and be gifted to fulfill that calling, unique calling. And if during the announcements you heard something that quicken your heart. Hey, maybe I could try that. That may be God calling you to that kind of service. Uh, maybe you're at home, you've printed up business cards, you feel called to preach, you have visions of, of 18-wheeler trailers and filling up coliseums, but nobody's calling you. Well, there's opportunities to preach everywhere. Amen. Don't despise a day of small beginnings. Go for it. You actually see some lives changed. And so he goes on to to quote the scriptures that talk about Jesus giving gifts to people. Verse 11, he gets into some specifics. He himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Uh, Don't turn turn your mic off or your earphones off there uh, by saying, well, I'm not part of the of the five-fold ministry. I'm, I'm not a, an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher. What you're about to see is these guys are called to equip us for ministry, which means they can equip us for apostolic ministry, evangelistic ministry, pastoral ministry, teaching ministry, prophetic ministry. These guys are called to equip us for ministry. And so pay close attention to this because the word five-fold ministry isn't in the Bible. So if it's not there, then maybe it's not there for a reason, that actually it's an inclusive thing rather than an exclusive thing, that, that actually maybe the sevenfold ministry of Jesus would be more accurate. There's Jesus. He's number one, right? Then there's what's typically called the fivefold ministry, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And we're going to see what they're called to do for the equipping of the saints. That's you and me for work of ministry. There's number seven. Hey, Sevenfold ministry of Jesus. All right. So he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, 
some pastors and teachers, verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The word edify means to build up. Can we say build up? A building is called an edifice. This is an edifice that you're in. It's something that was built. And this is to continue. These guys are to continue to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So they're to equip us for ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So let me just pause. I'm sorry I can't leave it alone, but it, it just fits in perfectly with this thing. Anybody calling themselves a prophet that's not walking in obedience to verse 12, don't pay any attention to them. They're called to equip us for ministry, for the building up of Christ's body in the earth. So anybody that prophesies that says Satan inhabited all the churches in 88, they're not building up the body of Christ. They're dividing it. They're alienating themselves. They're false prophets, all right? So that's a good rule of thumb. It's time for all prophets to return to their Ephesians 4.12 assignment. All right, same for all the others. Till, this is to happen, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. Are we there yet? No. We could all find something to disagree about, couldn't we? So in the meantime, we agree to disagree on certain points. But we agree on the majors. You know, Jesus is the Son of God. He died for our sins. He arose from the dead. The Holy Spirit is in the earth to empower us for ministry, things like that. So until we all come to the unity of the faith, these guys are to equip us for ministry for the building of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, verse 13, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So there's a maturing that is to happen in the body of Christ, in the church. Tell your neighbor, you're looking more mature. Verse 14, so that, that here, here's one of the benefits of becoming mature, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. So if you stay connected to the body of Christ and you're being equipped for ministry and you're growing in Christ, you're not going to fall prey to some guy who wants to take all your money so he can tell the world when it's going to end. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So how does the body grow? It grows as we're equipped for ministry and as we function in that ministry and as we become mature in Jesus and as we learn to speak the truth in love so that we can grow up in all things in Jesus. From whom? From Jesus. The whole body is joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. So Jesus has given us life, but yet we have a part of giving life as well. We're, we're like the joints in the body supplying Life. Uh, my arm would be useless if my shoulder didn't cooperate and help my arm to function. And so it is, the body of Christ functions as we all fulfill our role, uh, we become whole in Him. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying 
or the building up of itself in love. I'd like to speak to you this morning on the subject, love builds. Can we say that? Love builds. Love builds. Love builds. Love builds up. Love builds us up. Love builds us up for a higher purpose than me. Love builds us up for a higher purpose than us. Love builds. Love builds bridges between people. Builders who love building are going to build things. Loving people will always build relationships. Citizens, for love of their country, will build their nation. Individuals who love their jobs will build a career. Couples who truly love one another will build a home. Real artists who love art may build a masterpiece. Think about it. Love builds. Wherever there is real love, there's some building going on. Something is coming into being that wasn't there before. Creativity is is sparked by love. Entrepreneurs who love to work build businesses. Through love, Christians build healthy churches. Ministers loving people are building a ministry, and Jesus Christ is building his church with love. Churches who love Jesus will become an expression of the church he is building. Love builds. Can we say that again? This is the Taj Mahal. One of the emperors of India built this in honor. It's a mausoleum of his third wife. It's one of the wonders of the world. An amazing sight to see. My parents have been there. They said it is breathtaking. He built it in grief for his third wife, who apparently was his favorite wife, who was the mother of his, I think, his 14th child. He built it as an expression of his love. To me, this is just a great illustration that love builds. I mean, songs are written. Uh, great dishes come into existence when a person loves cooking. Um, just all kinds of stuff happens. Love not only builds, but love builds up. Things may already exist, but they get better. Things go better with love. Amen? Music gets better. Food gets better. Art gets better. Your health gets better. Your work gets better. Your relationships improve. Churches become healthier. And people encourage each other more better when there is love present. 1 Corinthians 8.1 says, says, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies, or love builds up. Knowledge puffs up. These guys, these guys who predicted that the world was going to be destroyed at 6 p.m. yesterday, starting at the international dateline, and then every hour on the hour, like a wave of destruction across the earth, I guess the poor people living on the dateline wouldn't get much warning other than what they did with their signs. Uh, how did they fall into that? Pride. Knowledge can be deceiving. Because knowledge isn't always the truth. Right? You can know all the trivia there is to know about Star Trek. Are there any Trekkies in the house? And that trivia may be true about Star Trek, but out in the light of the real day, it's not truth. See what I mean? And so, in light of their little theology, everything they said was true about that theology, but in light of the truth, it wasn't true. 
Yet they couldn't hear. I mean, they couldn't even consider the fact that they were wrong. The interview I heard and saw online as well as uh, on a radio station, they wouldn't agree to be interviewed if their prediction didn't come to pass. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing today. Maybe they're repainting their, motor, their motorhomes. <laughs> Love builds us up. Love builds us up. We read earlier, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. And so not only are the things in our life, improved by love, but we are improved by love. You know, God didn't make us to be islands. He made us to, to live in community, to interact with one another, to encourage one another, to balance one another. And so if we'll do that in an atmosphere of love, it makes us better people, doesn't it? The body of Christ grows. The body of Christ edifies or builds up itself in love. This is probably the smartest man in the world. Uh, there's a book called Outliers that talks about him. The author of that book is Malcolm Gladwell. His name is Christopher Langan. He's a genius. His IQ is over 195. And to get a grasp of what that means, Einstein's was around 150. Uh, during high school, he could ace any foreign language test by skimming the textbook two or three minutes before an exam, and he would get 100. He got a perfect score on his SAT, even though at one point he fell asleep during the exam. But he has failed to use his exceptional gifts to their maximum potential and has had odd jobs like working as a bouncer. No, no, no offense to bouncers. Bouncers are important. But for this guy, this guy had a potential, has a potential for so much more than that. I mean, he could find a cure for a disease, maybe. He's just brilliant. But what happened as a kid, he got wounded by his stepdad, actually whipped his stepdad. He, he's a, he became a powerful bodybuilder. He's an incredible physical specimen. But he has yet to reach his potential as a human because he doesn't really live in community with people. People are not allowed to influence him like, like are allowed to influence us. And so uh, maybe it's because the whole world is dumb and he's smart and you know he can't, Put up with the rest of us. I don't know. But to me, it's an example of someone with amazing potential that if they had lived in better community when they were young, um, who knows what could have come out of it, come out of the world. Think about it. Uh, Gladwell summarizes his story by saying uh, that this guy had to make his way alone and no one, not rock stars, not professional athletes, not software billionaires, and not even geniuses ever make it alone. Love builds us up and we need it. Love builds us up for higher purposes, higher than me, higher than us for and no more. Ephesians 4, we read earlier, he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. This is a, a, such a higher purpose than the American dream. 
If the only thing you're living for is two cats and a dog and a yard with a white fence and a house with white pillars, you're falling far short of your purpose in the earth. God gave His Son for you. And He gave His Son for you for a purpose so much higher than yourself. You have a ministry to fulfill. And one day we will stand before God and He'll He'll reward us based on how we walked in the ministry He gave us. And I don't want any of us to stand before Him empty-handed. I want to have a crown to throw at His feet in honor to Him. Amen? Here's an interesting story on how it takes us all to make beautiful music in the kingdom. There's no prima donnas in the church is what this is entitled. This came from... um, this little article came from the Chicago Tribune. German orchestra violinists in Bonn, Germany, sued for a pay raise, claiming because they play more notes in a concert than the other instruments do, they should get paid more. All right? Uh, Sixteen violinists pointed to their less busy colleagues who played the flute, the oboe, or the trombone. The director of the Beethoven Orchestra in Bonn, uh, Mr. Bonitz argued that the violinists shouldn't be paid more. He said maybe it's an interesting legal question, but musically it's very clear to everyone. Music isn't just the amount of sounds you play, but it's when you play those sounds, right? It's, um, it's as much about the space between the sounds as it is the sound. In my computer, I have a, a, a program that um, allows me to edit music and edit sounds. And so if I make a real big boo-boo in my sermon before it goes up online, that boo-boo's gone. And uh, so anyway, um, but in there is a feature called normalize. And if I hit that, it makes everything the same volume. And trust me, it destroys music. Everything becomes the same volume. There's no fluctuation in it. It becomes monotonous. It's not enjoyable. It's very annoying to the ear. And so it is in, so it is in music. Everybody in an orchestra has their part to play. And so the oboe player is paid to play, but he's also paid not to play for the sake of music. And so it is in the church. It's about so much more than just the big guy up on the stage. It's about the work of the kingdom in that stage. Amen? It's about so much more than what happens in here. You know, I may just be a fiddler, but you may be a bassoon player that the world needs to hear. And if you're up here, you would fall short of the destiny God has for you. Does that make any sense? Anyway. Uh, the church is like the orchestra. There's not room for any prima donnas or people who keep count of the notes they're playing. We all have our part. Love builds up for a higher purpose than me. In um, the beginning of the year, slogan for the year, I felt the Lord gave us was to contend for the will of heaven in 2011. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Jesus said. 
And my vision for this year is that every minister would minister, every member would minister through their God-given gifts and callings for the purpose of spreading Jesus' love. That's the purpose. What is ministry? Ministry is letting the love of God find its destination through you. Well, how do I know it's God telling me to do something? Well, is the impression you're getting wise and is it loving? Then go for it. Just go for it. You'll never know where it could lead. Let love find its destination. Let's say every member. Every member. Every member, say every member. And by that, I don't mean membership of Generations Church. I mean members of the body of Christ. This congregation is just an expression, one of many expressions in this community, of the body of Christ. Um, The Greek word for salvation is the word sozo, and it relates to everything God does in the work of redemption in our lives, from healing to provision to eternal life, sozo. The Greek word for body is the word soma. Soma. It means body. To be in the soma, you've got to have the sozo. The word soma means body, and the word body is an instrument for expressing life. The body you live in, your physical body, is an instrument through which your life is expressed. If that body should stop working, if you live long enough, it will. Uh, if that body should stop working, then you no longer can express your life through that body. You have to go meet your maker and wait on that new body. So it is with the church. The church is an instrument for expressing the life of the real body of Christ. Amen? And so what's important is is the life of Jesus in your life. And are you relating rightly to other people who are expressing the life of Jesus in their life? It's not about the big dog. If it all depends on the big dog, we are in serious trouble. Look at this. This is called preacher beeper. I mean, you, you go to church, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I do. Yeah. So, what, what are your thoughts on on God and church and heaven and stuff? All great questions. Just um, it's it needs to be answered. Pretty deep question for out on the lawn this morning. I do have a lot of thoughts on that particular issue. Sam, you rang? Pastor Mike, what took you so long? He was just asking me kind of what I believe. Gotcha, I'll take it from here. Thanks. See you guys. Okay. Well, first of all, Sam believes the Bible's the inspired, infallible Word of God. Jesus Christ, that He died on the cross as a, a propitiation. I'm sure your dad's going to start coming to the games. You know? Once the divorce is funny, things get better. Pastor, can I, can I get a minute? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm babysitting. I've got some groceries to deliver and bill. I'm That's great. For... Look, hey, Jack over here needs somebody to show him the love of Christ. Dad's a real jerk. You know, you've got the counseling background. we got tickets to a game. We are late. Maybe just a round of catch to show him, hey, somebody cares. Yeah. Well, see you Sunday. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, buddy. 
Yeah, I'm feeling okay, but the place is falling apart. I just don't know what to do. Every last dollar goes to the doctor. What can be done? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. That, that sounds really sad. Somebody need a minister? Oh, pastor. Great. Um, she can't take care of her house. There's got to be something someone can do for her, right? You mean help her out? Uh, meet her needs? That's a great idea. Why did I think of that? <laughs> don't know. I, you know, I just did preach a 16-week series on showing love in practical ways. Oh, yeah. Hey, great series. Good luck, huh? <laughs> Actually, I was just helping an older woman walk across the street. I left her in the median. Hi. Got the message? Takes us all to do different parts. So this year, I feel we've been on a path to today, to this season. The summer of 2011 is pivotal in the life of this church. I really believe that. And so this morning, I'm going to share three things with you and then we're going to close. This morning, we have over 20 opportunities to serve that relates to the life of this congregation uh, on little information sheets out there in the foyer. And you can go and pick up a sheet and look at the various ministries and the ones you're interested in. Not You're not like obligating yourself for the rest of your life, but you like more information on those things or you'd like to brainstorm. Some of the things are ministry that we need that we don't have yet, and some of them are ministries we've had going on for years that we need more volunteers for. For instance, our preschool class is running on fumes right now when it comes to workers. So anyway, Check it out. Opportunities to serve in this congregation. But also, I want to go beyond the walls of this property. Uh, we are blessed with a wonderful place, and it's all paid for. Thank you, Jesus. We're blessed for um, a wonderful staff, and all their salaries are up to date. Thank you, Jesus. But our ministry has got to go, grow beyond what's led by the staff. Acts 20.20. You want 20.20 vision? Here it is. Paul said that he kept back nothing. He declared the gospel publicly and house to house. And this building is a public building. When you open the doors, you don't have to, when we unlock the place, you don't have to knock to come in. You just come in. This is our public gathering place. And uh, we are to preach the gospel here and in other public gathering places. But there's also a place for ministry, house to house. Yes, that's your house. The house you live in could be used as a gateway into the kingdom for somebody. Or the house you use could be used as a place to strengthen certain members of the body. And so I, I'm envisioning uh, summer ministry groups. You can call them small groups, life groups, G groups, whatever you want to call them. The point is, they're groups that, that relate to members of the body of Christ as well as those who aren't members of the body of Christ in some capacity of common ground. It could be a hunger to study the book of James, have a Bible study, or watch a video series of your favorite Bible teacher. Hopefully not one of these false prophets, but anyway. Um, it could be biking. It could be motorcycling. Uh, some avenue for fellowship outside of the walls of this church. It could be weekly, it could be daily, it could be bi-weekly, it could be monthly. It could be an awesome time. And so I'm hoping 
next Sunday to share with you some of these groups that will be coming into existence for the summer. Um, If you're interested in this kind of thing, either in hosting or in helping or in leading or in helping lead uh, a unique kind of group, maybe one you've always thought of or maybe something you've done before, come meet me here this Wednesday for a uh, planning meeting at 7 o'clock. There may be some people come with ideas that will say, hey, let's wait on that till the next season, and others, hey, let's team two of you up. It's our heart that in any ministry that we do here with the church that nobody does it by themselves. You know, Jesus sent his disciples out two by two, but that you have a teammate to help you. That way, if nobody shows up to your meeting, you can still have a meeting and encourage one another. So that's this Wednesday at 7. Can we say 7? So I encourage you to come to that. In the meantime, think about yourself and think about the body of Christ. Jesus gave gifts to men. He gave callings to people. And he's given them to you. And no one can fill that place except you. No one can fill that place except you. The the church of Christ in the earth is like a diamond with many facets. And God is so awesome, it takes millions of people to reflect his glory. not, Not one of us can show what God is like. So where a congregation is in existence and love is functioning, we can more effectively witness. Jesus said that the world will know we're his disciples by our love. And so it is in finding our place for expressing that love. The love of Christ is about more than a warm handshake, a good hug, or a friendly smile. It's about you blessing people in the way that he's equipped you to do it. And so there's a chair for you in the kingdom of God for you to serve in. There's a place for you. Maybe we've had you in the wrong place. Sorry. But maybe being in the wrong place was training ground so that when you find the right place to serve in, you are filled with so much joy. You've been calibrated. You will never quit. Amen. So praise the Lord. And so what I'm talking about isn't necessarily functioning in different ministry gifts for the rest of your life, but we'll do this thing in seasons. We don't want anybody to get burned out. Amen. So where will you fit in this building that love is building? Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's stand. Lord, I pray that your love would build this house And that, Lord, we would walk in your love and express your love through the gifts with which you've given us. Lord, whether it's teaching or evangelizing or doing something physical to help others. God, whether it's hosting a small group or leading one or helping strengthen the 20-plus ministries we already have going, Lord. We just pray you'd speak to our hearts, Lord, that you would transition us to be stronger disciples than ever before. Lord, that you would make our church a healthier place as every member finds our place in which to serve. Lord, we pray for those that are burned out. Lord, we pray that we would be able to strengthen them by replacing them and giving them relief in Jesus' name. And Lord, we pray for those that are not burned out, but they've just kind of been on the sidelines. I thank you, Lord, that they've had an opportunity to receive all that you have for them. And Lord, may we never forget the importance of receiving your love, receiving your ministry from your people. 
Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you would build us up stronger than ever before for the sake of your kingdom and that every member would walk in the ministry you've called them to. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to uh, sing beautiful things. And if you must go, you're free to go. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you His peace. Let's celebrate the things the Lord is doing. He's making beautiful things. Let's sing this before we go. Yeah.